Peruse the News is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Studio DNA presents Peruse the News. Each week, many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron and Oh, hi, Danae. Oh, hi, Aaron. A journey. <laughs> so funny. Welcome to Peruse the News, episode number two. We're going to take a look around at uh, the different news stories that we find interesting. But we'd like to kick it off with some story time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I could start story time by saying the weather around here has been awful. Yes. And thus why we've had a little bit of a break between our first and second episodes. Um, it's been the roads have been nasty. Well, there was a snowstorm. And then an there was storm. an ice storm, and they happen on the exact day that we're trying to do the podcast. <laughs> yes. So we've we've been very cautious about. We're trying not to take it personally, God. <laughs> we're, we're we're trying not to see it as some sort of sign. I have been saving all kinds of stories, and yeah. I'm like, oh, if only I could talk about this. Well, now you get a chance. Now I get a chance. Uh, I was driving yesterday. Speaking of the bad weather was driving behind a car, and have you ever had it where after an ice storm or something like that, a car will start, like, discarding ice at you? Like, it'll just fly up off of the, you know, the vehicle in front of you and, like, come at you like projectiles? This was the worst case of that I've ever, like, it must have just started coming loose, and it was just like, like, I felt like I was, like, in a video game. Yes, I felt like I was under attack. It was amazing, and that video game part of it also made almost kind of made it exciting. And I had to remind myself: you're driving a vehicle on the road. Yes, you are not playing a game right now. Back off! Let them lose their ice. That could actually dent your car or something. If only there were coins. You know, like no. that you go pew pew, and like you would you would earn coins and for dodging. And red shell at them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have definitely had that happen before. Off of huge semis. It was either a video was game. really scary. It was either a video game or like a Final Destination movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ugh. something horrible is about to happen. Let's hope it was a video game. Yeah. There was no, you know, big truck with logs or anything like Man. that. So. My little world has been um, exciting. My daughter has started to crawl now. Oh, yeah? And I was like, this is a good thing to talk about for story time. But then I had this like crushing moment. Oh, no. Where I uh, I was reading this Reddit thing about, and it was like from the perspective of people who like work at supermarket or like stores, you know, where you're like scanning mm-hmm. items. And when someone comes up to you and there's no barcode or there's no price on it. And in my head, I said, <laughs> I bet it's free. And the joke on this thread was like, uh huh, yeah, it's free. And it's all like you make the same, yeah, like everybody says the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly I went from feeling like that was really funny (laughs) to being like, oh my goodness, I'm lame. Like, I am so lame. I didn't even know I was lame. You don't even know the half of it. All the stupid dad jokes I make that, you know, every dad makes and uh, it's just. Well, it just reminds me like with you, you're really tall. And so mm-hmm. you oh, you play basketball. You know, there's, yeah. these, there's these things we always say. Yeah. Did you play basketball? Yeah. I mean, of course, my answer is yes, I actually did. But not every <laughs> tall person 
has that answer. Uh, I just feel so bad. I'm like, oh my goodness, how many years have I been doing that? And I thought I was so clever. And turns out <laughs> I am not clever at all. I guess it's free then. <laughs> it's the right thing to say. You don't have to feel bad about it. It is the right thing to say. But all the people who worked in retail... Well, we're that's because like, they no, hear listen, it all the time. I know, but like they were traumatized <laughs> by how many people say it's like, oh, if I have to hear that one more time, I'll hit my head against a brick wall. And I'm just like, I am causing trauma. No, that's on them. Mm-hmm. That is on that you have when you have a job, you do you know what it is for us? You know what it is for us. No, Aaron, I you thought know I was what unique. It is for us. I thought that I was I clever understand, and unique. I understand, but you know what it is for us when people say come up to us and say and they think it's clever and unique and and fun and interesting to talk about, but we hear it all the time. It's up to us how to react, but you know what it is. You don't look anything like I thought you did. Yeah, we do hear that. You know, because you, you hear our voice and you build the, you know a picture and you're not going to get it right. <laughs> like, Think of the chances that you would actually, based you, on someone's voice. Do you follow that up with what, do you, what did you think I would look like? Okay, so I have some common answers, right? I do too. So the the main one that I like to use is you don't look anything like I thought you looked like either, <laughs> because we're obviously thinking of somebody when we're talking, you know. Right. So, you know, it's just kind of throw it back and forth. So people seem to think that's funny. See, my re- reaction is, oh, what did you think I would look like? Uh-huh. And it kind of puts them on the spot, which I, I don't mean to in a bad way. Yeah, that's but a I'm, bad one to ask because I'm, it's always somebody more attractive no, than but us. I'm gen- <laughs> <laughs> but I'm genuinely curious what, you know, like, oh, really? What did you think I'd look like? Thinner. Do you want to you want to hear it? the number one responses? Blonde. I thought you'd be brunette. Brunette, which you are kind of brunette. Which I was like, wow, really? Okay, what makes me brunette? Like, yeah. what makes a voice sound brunette? Yeah, what I don't in know. hair color? What? Ca- so how does a voice have anything to do with hair color? So weird. Yeah, I thought you'd be better looking. That's what they're thinking in their head. No. Oh, every time. No. Because you don't imagine an ugly person. No. <laughs> oh. Right. This is really uncomfortable. <laughs> Just, now you're imagining an ugly person. Switched into this realm <laughs> of discomfort for me. <laughs> uh, I haven't been asked that in a long time, though. But do you understand so, what I'm saying? Every job mm-hmm. has something like that where, you know, people just say it because that's the fun thing to say, you know? We should do a podcast. <laughs> Go with me on this. <laughs> what? A podcast? What's well, that? Where we ask people what their common thing is. Like, what do people instantly assume about you? I'm really curious what it would be for like a chiropractor. What do people mm-hmm. always say to a chiropractor? Or what do people always say to a nurse? Mm-hmm. I'm really curious. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there are those things for every profession. We do a segment on another podcast called like No Label Safe and mm-hmm. maybe kind of feels a little like that. And then we go into deeper conversation. But I'm just like superficially curious, <laughs> you know, you don't want to go deeper. <laughs> it's OK if it does, but it might not. <laughs> well, before we go on to our news stories for this week, we want to make sure we thank our Patreon supporters. This uh, podcast network exists because people give a few bucks a month to support us. We wanted to make sure to thank Jessamine Orchard Music for being a recent Patreon supporter. If you want to support, go to patreon.com slash studio DNA. And thank you again to Jessamine Orchard Music for your support. All right. Let's actually get into some newsing perusing. Let's start off with something disgusting. I love it. This one's titled, Don't Judge Your Hand Dryer by Its Petri Dish. Oh, no. 
uh, getting a lot of attention is a uh, young person. I think she's in high school, but I, I'm not entirely sure. They were doing like a little experiment and she had heard rumors that the hand dryers in the bathroom have a lot of just they're just really gross. Mm-hmm. And so she like took, the automatic like elect, yeah. electric ones, the, the hair blowers. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Specifically, I believe the ones where you drop your hands down into the dryer. Mm hmm. Not the ones where you cup your hand underneath, but I don't know what the difference really would be. I think I said hair dryers. Air dryers we're talking about, hair. not hair dryers. Hand, right. Hand no. dryers. Hand dryers. Air <laughs> hand dryers that are not hair dryers. Okay. All totally right. with you We're now. on board. So the experiment for the school was she took a Petri dish and she held it, you know, underneath there and it grew some incredible, gross, disgusting stuff. Yeah. And it's gotten a lot of attention. She said she's even gotten death threats for- Oh, No. For posting about how gross they are. I don't quite understand why that would happen. But this article, I think, is sort of like a follow-up to just the excitement about her story going kind of viral. Which is that... (laughs) Going viral. (laughs) Sorry. Which is that the pushback is that our hands are disgusting already. So whatever was growing in there is likely what would have happened if you would have just put your hand onto the Petri dish. Sure. But according to this girl, the company where she got the Petri dish is for cultivation of yeast and molds. Mm. So it's not necessarily bite like microbes. And I don't quite understand like the tiny universe of disgustingness, but. Well, Mythbusters have done this one. Did, did they really? Know, yeah. And did you know that? I think no. it was Mythbusters, but I, it, no, it's definitely been done. Um, they compared paper towel drying okay. to air drying, you know, with the blowers. And it is severely more, um, what's the word, contaminated uh, when you do the air dryers versus paper towel dryers. Um, Because the water, if the water has any remnants of what you've been cleaning off your hands, the paper towels are much more likely to absorb it, take it away from the skin. And scrape it off. Whereas if if it's just drying onto your skin, uh, it doesn't mm. go anywhere. Well, this so. one like basically postulates that it's actually stuff that's growing inside of the machine itself. Oh, okay. That is then blowing onto your skin in addition to your own hand funk. You're not talking. I mean, you're not talking to a germaphobe anyway. I don't I know, care. So. I know. But if you saw the petri dish, would you care? No, because it, it is so nasty looking. Good. Glad. I need that stuff. I just wonder if my jeans are a better option for drying my Listen, hands than anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. That ever since I licked my desk (laughs) and got sick for a couple days, I haven't been sick again. So, you know, (laughs) get all those germs inside you. What's yours? My first story, quantum physicist photographs a single atom you can see with the naked eye. I didn't think we could see atoms with our eyes. You're not supposed to be able to see atoms with the naked eye. They're really, really small. So how how did he... It has to do with the type of atom. Which was a type of uh, atom that, I guess, absorbs light and emits it. Okay. So it's, you know, it's glowing. So that's part of, and it's also out of phase, which means it's moving a lot. So it's glowing and moving a lot and glows and moves enough that you can actually see it if you zoom in with a camera. Okay. Now, I think I saw a picture. Is it the one where it looks like a big machine? Yes. Okay. So... Well, because the machine has to hold the atom in place. See, I don't know if if you know this, but like atoms are, you know, in constant motion. They're going crazy. Like my, I remember when my science teacher told me this and it's one of those things that you cannot believe is true, but because if the, if randomly it just happened to happen this way, atoms move enough 
that you could pass your hand through your desk and through your table if you did it at just the right moment. Have you seen The Matrix? <laughs> yes. It kind of feels like this is a little bit Matrix-like. Anyhow, you got to have a machine to keep it in place so that you can see it. Hold on. Are you telling me that we're blinking in and out of existence right now? <laughs> yes. That's, uh, that's pretty awesome. That's basically what's happening. <laughs> so they managed on an to take atomic a level. picture of an atom. Yeah. That's and just, pretty and awesome. it's just zoomed in and you can see it. In, so when um, you zoom in on the machine, you can see the atom suspended yeah. somehow in between yeah. the little machine parts. It's pretty amazing, but you don't need a microscope or anything, just a you know, regular old camera. This is officially, now that I'm looking at the picture, the first atom I've ever seen. <laughs> first atom I ever saw had a little fig leaf right around nope. its special parts. Moving on. And I was in Sunday school. <laughs> Uh, my next story comes from NPR. Kansas is scrambling to change its laws after six teenagers enter the governor's race. Apparently, Kansas has no limits, no rules, no regulations on who can run for governor. So you can run at any age. There's like literally nothing in place to define who can run for governor. That's fun. At the end of the article, it actually said something along the lines of like, well, what if a dog wanted to run? And somebody was quoted as saying, uh, a dog has never tried to file. I don't know what would happen if one tried to. <laughs> I think that would go through the courts pretty quickly. I think the courts would would rule that the dog didn't have agency in filing to run for governor, that somebody else did it for him. I think this is actually kind of cool. I think so, too. Let the, teenagers run for governor. Why not? Right. I mean, what's the likelihood of them don't being elected? Don't vote for them, but let them run. <laughs> Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> There's a part of me, I don't know what it is, that would actually vote for no, a teenager. Danae, no, <laughs> no. I have four teenagers right now. Maybe like they-, they are not governors. <laughs> no? No. No. I can't get them to pick their towels up out of the bathroom. But that doesn't... Let alone seem- balance a, a, you know, a state's budget. Yeah, yeah, there's some boring stuff that comes along with it, but I think they could inject some real fun into the whole Listen, political thing. Our country scene. is is uh, going through a lot right now. Right. Based right. on the idea of injecting a little fun into the political process. Yeah. So not just anybody can govern. Vote for people who have the maturity, you know, the, the experience, <laughs> the ability to do it. I'm curious um, how these new laws are going to kind of come into effect. Obviously, the first one that lawmakers are attempting to pass is, is an age. You have to be at least 18. Okay. <laughs> and then is the one after that you could never have hosted a reality television show? Because <laughs> that should probably be in there, too. It's a good point. <laughs> Before we head on to our next batch of stories, uh, wanted to remind you that if you give to the Patreon, patreon.com slash studio DNA, uh, there's some pretty fun perks that come with that. It starts at 3 bucks a month, and the $10 a month givers, uh, up until the end of February, are going to get this year's annual gift that comes to our $10 a month givers. We made a really cool little button pin set, mm-hmm. and each button is about an inch or so, so they're like little kind of collector's button pin thingies, and they have like each... Um, of the podcasts on them. So if you would like to receive one of those as a thank you gift to those who are giving $10 a month or more, make sure you go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash studio D-N-A and give at $10 a month and you'll be able to get that annual gift. If nothing else, just go to the Patreon and kind of see what's going on there. I think it's pretty cool stuff. And, you know, for the ability... 
four people to come together and make a podcast network like this happen, it's been really cool to see. So again, three bucks a month is where it starts. Check it all out at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Kicking off this next round of stories is Aaron. What do you got? A woman pleads guilty to kidnapping a newborn in 1998 and raising her to adulthood. Now, this story has been kind of processing for a while now, um, but it's just now to the point where they're sentencing her and figuring out, you know, what it's going to be. She struck a plea bargain. So if she had gone caught, okay, Uh, she got caught because her, well, I'm going to say daughter, even though I I guess I should say uh, illegitimate captive. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know the verbiage to use, Uh but the girl Uh that she took. Uh, started to suspect based on some things and just kind of, I, I don't know that she was hiding it from her completely. Um, she may have been trying to have an honest conversation with her. Anyway, she started. Okay, like, hey, I want you to love me. <laughs> well, I think, you know, if she pried in about like, how was I adopted or, you know, those kind of things and, and, and the mom being like, kind of around of about, you know. Oh. So. So she started to figure some things out, and then I, I think she may have talked to some people. It was an anonymous tip that led them to her, and they did a DNA test and Whoa. matched her up. And yeah, it was 19 years. Oh my goodness. 18, 19 years. Having so just had completely. a daughter, this is horrible to think about. I, I want to tell you, I, it really is. And it is, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's a common thing, but you can certainly understand the human nature part of it. You know, for somebody who wants a child so badly that they would do anything to have a child and if they work in a you know an environment where there are babies being born was she from the hospital yeah she worked at the hospital oh my goodness so she just took the baby forged some papers and uh went from there oh man yeah this is awful it is awful so i wonder how the family feels that got their child back. So They're happy. Like, They're thrilled, but I'm sure it's it's bittersweet because this girl does not. This adult woman now mm-hmm. does not know them. Um, she, in fact, still calls her captor mom. Still loves her. Says it doesn't change anything about the way she feels about her. So she's obviously raised all right. She apparently, yeah. And that's the other. I mean, it's which is which it's is not best like she case kidnapped. Scenario. She didn't. It's not like she kidnapped her and you know hit her under the you know in the attic or something. You know, she raised her as a as her daughter and apparently raised her okay but that doesn't make it okay you know what i no, mean no not at all it's like i don't know it's complex right like when you really get into this stuff the right and wrong aspect of some of it is not complex it's a wrong thing to do but the emotions are complex and trying to figure it out is complex and somebody how can sense, somebody somebody be extremely so extremely selfish yeah how can somebody be so selfish and i would say evil to do something like that to somebody else and then at the same time, have the opposite maturity to raise a child. You know, like it's, those are separate things somehow. I don't know. It gets a little weird for me. Well, but, um, I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> no offense. Let's talk well, about. Well, you've already got your daughter home, right? Let's talk about something else. <laughs> uh, this is a really good story. A positive take on humanity. This is a single dad who walked 11 miles to work every single day. Until his co-workers found out about it. Uh, this guy's name is Trenton Lewis. And he did not have a car. He couldn't always get a ride. But he had to get to work. Uh, at 21, he has a new baby daughter. 14 months old. The little girl's name is Carmen. And he had to make sure he got to work every day. And he didn't tell anybody he was walking 11 miles. 
He had sore legs all the time. He never complained about it. Wow. And people at his job, they kind of were like a family. And they found out what happened. And so they talked to the employees like, did you know that he's walking 11 miles to work? And they all kind of like pooled as much cash as they could, came up with a couple grand, went and talked to a local car dealer who cut him a, a good deal on a car and they presented it to him. And so now he can drive to work. And the first thing he did was he picked up his daughter and took her out on a little little daughter date. Aww. So I just love stories like this where people step in and make a difference. It's how we were designed to be community, right? Like it's, I think we forget in a world where we're separated physically so much uh, because technology allows us to connect uh, digitally uh, that we were designed to be a community in these ways. And technology also makes it easier for us to be a community in these ways, you know, Mm -hmm. to get the word out about these kind of things. And, you know, this is the last time we talked about the guy who got a kidney because he wore a t-shirt to Disneyland, you know, Mm -hmm. the idea of just helping each other out is uh, I think it's who we were designed to be. So very cool. Yeah, I love this story. Well, I'm going to take it back to the negative. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, I just want to. I just want to finish by you know frightening us all out of our mind. Oh, excellent. Earth's magnetic poles could be about to flip. Experts warn the reversal could cause widespread blackouts and make parts of the world "quote unquote" uninhabitable. Is this real? This is real. The magnetic field has weakened about 15 percent. Okay. Over the last couple centuries. Remind me about what this magnetic field does. Okay, so because of it, I mean, just let's just say science. Because you know, science. Because Is that science, your answer? Yes. Because <laughs> science, the Earth has magnetic poles, right? Yes. So you know how magnets will repel or attract or those. Those are based on the Earth's magnetic poles. Why those? I, I, I think it has something to do with kind of the, the ions and how they arrange themselves. Because science. Because science, gotcha. right? So if it reverses... All of those ions reverse. So everything- are we going to turn inside out? <laughs> no, oh, okay. we're not going to turn inside out. But the because the magnetics reverse, it changes a lot about our planet. So, for instance, uh, the north and south poles would flip. So, so Santa Claus moves. <laughs> so Santa Claus would immediately move. That would be thank you. I'm glad you're getting to the important stuff. Uh, it could damage power grids, uh, affect weather patterns. Uh, cancer risks would increase. Will we still have the on, internet? Uh, we'd have to figure out new ways of doing the internet. It's because of the magnetic, you know, shift. But back to cancer, what? <laughs> yeah, increasing Why? cancer rates would be very likely because of the magnetic shift. What, would it feel heavier? Am I going to be no. stuck to Earth differently? I don't think so. Okay. Solar <laughs> winds will increase uh, immediately. There'll be an effect on the solar winds. Could punch holes in the ozone. Which is what would make certain parts of the world inhabit- uninhabitable. Okay. Depending so, on where those holes got punched. This is sort of like one of those things where when I read about an asteroid, right, that's like barreling towards our right. little corner of the galaxy mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to pray for a nice little, you know, a little push in the other direction. Right. How does one prepare for <laughs> a magnetic flippage? And is this something that is for sure going to happen? Like, is this, where did no, you find this? No, it is not for sure. Um, did you find this on The Onion? No, this is not on The I've Onion. Because I've accidentally found news on The Onion before, <laughs> and I've read it thinking it was real. <laughs> I did not study it enough to really answer your questions in detail. If you would like, I can take a course on this. Okay, yeah, And I can do. make sure that, you know, I can either assuage 
your fears fears mm-hmm. or confirm them. <laughs> it just depends on what I find out. We I just realized we're missing something in our studio. Which is what? A scientist. <laughs> no. No, we're not missing one. <laughs> like, we need we need one. I think it works without Where's one. Where's the scientist when you need one? Um, well that is terrifying, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just part of the world we live in. Yeah. I'm scared. I think it has to do with the the molten core of our planet somehow provides these magnetic fields. And it's just decided and, it wants to it's turn like, over it's, on its side? It's shifting, yeah. We have flipped a mattress before. <laughs> yes. In our home. Uh-huh. And just like that. It's a really strange experience. Yeah. Like your body is all out of whack. Yep. So it feels like Earth is like, you know what? I've been on this it's side a little to, too long. Time to flip the mattress. It's time to flip the mattress. Yep, that's exactly what's happening. Who cares that the human... In- population living above may or may not be affected by that decision all right well this to me sounds like a fun you know catastrophe does like it? There, there are some catastrophes <laughs> what that sound like all life is gonna this one's like oh we're gonna make it like we'll It'll live be fine it's just everything's going to change like it's you know like all opposite the su- day yeah yeah like all of a sudden michigan is a desert you know, or something like that. Oh my it's goodness! Just, it's just like I'm just making that up, but that's that seems fun to me. <laughs> I mean, more fun than an asteroid is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on. That should be in the article somewhere. Ugh. Magnetic change, more fun than an asteroid. <laughs> oh, we're gonna hit uh, the big news here next, but before we do, uh, here on Studio DNA Podcast Network, we have several different shows that you may consider trying out and one of them is the horrible movie podcast this is a podcast that uh, has jack alter is alternate mm-hmm. see because sometimes i say alternate because i think of an astronaut an astronaut mm-hmm. he is an astronaut by the way he as well is. he's pretty <laughs> awesome uh, along with guests that come in producer phil is there and what is discussed aaron well, it depends on how you how you decide to read the, the title of the podcast. It's either a podcast about horrible movies or it is a horrible movie podcast. So <laughs> just it could go either way depending on the week. Uh, but yes, they take a look at horrible movies and uh, have fun dissecting them. Both Aaron and I have guested on the Horrible Movie Podcast. Um, my episode was Flash Gordon and also Kroll. Do you remember which ones you've done? Oh, I talked about the worst movie ever made. Uh, which is Avatar Last Airbender. Uh, and then there was some other one that had Nicolas Cage in it, I think. <laughs> it was awful. You can find the Horrible Movie Podcast by searching for the title or just search for Studio DNA, all one word. And if you do that, you'll actually see all the podcasts on this network. But consider trying it out. Let's take a look at the big news. And of course, the big news right now is the Olympics. Yeah. It's the Winter Olympics. I don't get into the Winter Olympics. I barely get into the Summer Olympics, but the Winter Olympics, I don't know. I just, I'm not a big, I I don't know. It's just not something that's interesting to me. Yeah. It was more interesting to me when I was younger because I loved figure skating. Mm. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. And I just saw I, Tanya. So, of course, the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan things all in my brain. I'm really bummed that this year I have not had an opportunity to watch this the Olympics because, um, well, I have a almost 10-month-old, so she's kind of distracting. I've heard bits and pieces. Uh, I heard the first American ever in Olympic history landed a triple axel. Uh, female, true. First American yeah. female ever landed a triple axel. When it happened. And it, I saw it. I actually saw it, you know, kind of 
popped up into my feeds. It was she was the third during the Olympics to do it. Not, but the first American but the first woman American to do ever it ever during the Olympics. Tanya Harding actually did it way back in the day, but it was during the nationals. It wasn't during the Olympics. So I guess it's a pretty hard thing to do that triple axel. I find skating on ice difficult <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> Our version of the Olympics would be staying upright upright staying <laughs> vertical uh so yeah that's actually you're right that's one of the, the big stories to come yeah, out yeah so for i us. heard that the first uh gold medal won was by the 17 year old did you know that the snow no. snowboarder his name is i think red oh yeah my mom was talking about this so he's he's a typical 17 year old says most of the articles i've read cuz i totally missed this but he was the first american to win a gold medal and apparently he binge watched a show on Netflix the night before. His roommate had to drag him out of bed and wake him up. Oh, this is so, this is such a stereotypical idea he, oh of yeah. a snowboard dude. He was binge watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> okay. He ignored his alarm. His roommate dragged him out of bed. He couldn't find his jacket. So his teammate lent him his jacket. And he won gold. He gets down for the competition. He nails it, gets gold. And when he wins, his response was, holy beep. <laughs> and on national TV, he curses in front of the entire world. Like, this is the first thing he does. <laughs> and he's like, and then later on, he's quoted as saying in interviews, things like, I didn't realize how big the Olympics were. I'm used to like, you know, X Games and stuff. <laughs> So maybe to uh, Harkin, I just get the feeling <laughs> that the like the snowboard event is just like they're talking about. Okay, we need to bring you know like our friends, our family, our trainers, and our weed dealer. <laughs> like that's I just feel like <laughs> it's just such a like a dude bro kind of culture. I don't know, but this is totally exactly the point you were making about in Kansas for running for governor. Like. <laughs> This yes. really hits right. it home. 17 year olds. You're allowed to win gold medals. <laughs> go to the Olympics. You're just not allowed to govern. <laughs> um, yeah, I, for me, I get uh, like, you know, curling is always interesting. I like watching like the highlights. I like people's jokes about curling. The fact that I saw somebody post curling with cats. Did you see curling with cats? No. So I they're using it. cats instead of stones and they just slide the sleeping cat, you know, down and it bumps the other cats out of the way. That kind of stuff is great. So, yeah. If nothing else, the it's Olympics fun. are good for that. It's it a lot is of fun. fun. And there's the big news for this week. We want to thank you so much for perusing the news with us today. You can connect with us on Twitter at peruse the news and let us know what you're interested in. You can also learn more about this and other podcasts on the Studio DNA Podcast Network at studiodna.media. If you want to chat with us during the live show, get the Spreaker app and search for Peruse the News. We go live every Monday afternoon. Again, we want to make a huge thanks to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. If you support at three bucks a month, you'll have an ad-free experience with your own podcast feed. And you can find out all the details at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Also, please subscribe, rate, comment, all that fun stuff at your podcast player of preference, uh, especially if it's Apple Podcasts. Uh, and finally, shout out to producer Phil, who takes all the crazy things that we say on this thing and somehow arranges them into a show. And that's the news. 
See, I can still do the doo-doo-doots. 